is Germain Health, the center to help you achieve wellness in both your brain and body. We endeavor to encourage cross-communication between health professionals for your health and well-being. We'll bring you topics on neuropsychology, neurobehavior, neuromusculoskeletal, neurogastro, movement is well-being, metabolism, and microbiome, which are also some of the services that we provide. So welcome back, guys. This is our first podcast for 2019. So we're glad to be back, or some of us are. Glad to have you back, those of you who have already been listening to us, and welcome to all our new listeners. We hope you enjoy what we'll be presenting for you this year, and we welcome your feedback. Today's podcast will be an introduction into the 2019 Germain Health World and what we have in store for you. So I have Dr. Shemaine Wong and our beloved physio Sarah Lai with me today. So say hello, guys. Hello, everybody. So, guys, I'm going to say straight up, I may be the most enthusiastic of the lot. They're not really giving me much energy at the moment. As I said, some are happy to be back and some are clearly going, no. Mm-hmm. We're all slowly getting back into the swing of it. So we're also slowly getting back into the swing of podcasting. So bear with us today, guys. But, yeah, we'd like to welcome you all back and welcome all our new listeners. We hope you had a lovely Christmas break, a lovely bringing of the new year. And that your new, new year has already started off fairly well, on a good or at least on a good yeah. note. Yeah. Let's start with what we've got starting to happen this year. We have started with this monthly webinar for our athletes. First. Our first webinar in 2018 in December, yep. late December, just before we went for the break for uh, several athletes. And that went really well. So who are the embodied athletes for? They are for anyone who is doing a competition of any sort. So if you are a beginner and amateur athlete, it will be really, really useful for you to jump on that. If you are a intermediate amateur athlete, jump on that too. If you are a elite amateur level athlete, that will be quite useful for you too. So there's a difference between amateur sports and professional sport. Amateur, it doesn't mean that you don't know your sport. It just means that you're not paid for your sport. You're not commercially paid for your sport. That's called an amateur sport. So no sponsors. Well, sponsors, yes, those kind of things, but that um, depending on the... Oh, you're not paid for more so for, yeah, for either representing or for... That's right. Yeah, for usually, uh, usually representing the country yeah. as compared to your own interests That's or a commercial company, then that's called... Um, Professional sport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If the athlete is paid, it's usually because of funding, uh, government funding, and those uh, government funding for their uniforms, their maybe a bit of training. The occasional treatment session. Treatment sessions. And those athletes are representing the country. That falls under amateur sport levels. So it'd be useful for you guys simply because it helps you understand a number of critical elements that forms performance. So what I've learned from that, from the webinar, is that, well, I'm the one who's hosting it, but I learned things too, right? So, and I take notes. And Jackie takes notes, and Sarah monitors everyone's responses and yellow things in the background that I have no idea what, what she's just. I hand yellow sticky notes yeah, to Shamee. That's right. Like, it's a full team effort. So what I've learned is that there many many people who want performance what they really really do not understand is what goes into a performance or good performance 
and how they setting themselves up sometimes for failure mm. because of the level of unrealistic expectations given where they are in their training cycle and or their body and how their body is recovering or that they are still fresh and bushy eyed to the sport right and bushy tailed yeah that's right so that's the other aspect of that and it was quite interesting to note that how many of how many athletes are they do feel quite isolated as if their injuries are only mm-hmm. just them unique, unique yeah. to them and well that's not true and we see a lot of you guys or at least similar sort of injuries i should say um, I mean. yeah similar injuries but how it come to be this can be quite different that in itself would require a different way of getting to the same outcome that that an individual needs so that's what we are talking about in there too yes uh we talk about training we talk about mindset we talk about internal focus we talk about um environment so there, there are a lot of different different things that we talk about we talk about the brain the body the heart and the gut hop on it as often as you can because we are keeping everyone accountable to what they want to set out for this year of 2019 and how you are going to do that is that you're going to look out for information that and announcements that is going to be made on most of the time it's going to be made on Instagram so our Instagram page is Jermaine Health Body and that would be a feed on in fact to the Facebook however majority of the interactions and information okay. is going to be on Instagram itself so we will be doing that monthly and the more of you guys coming it's a structured monthly webinar so next one would be doing? towards the end oh, of this month I reckon this month or at the start of next month would be so that would be latest January 19th so next That's week next week guys yeah so next so next week January webinar guys yes for embodied athlete that's right some of you have been notified to update us on your on your weekly goals, goals and what you have been doing with that and some of you haven't so those of you who haven't jump on it jump on the webinar and just absorb the environment around you and because it's going to be a really supportive environment we have got a no idiot policy we don't want people to be unsupportive and no, we want to build a whole support crew for that's everyone right. rather than each person for themselves so it has got to be supportive because people are sharing their pretty much yeah, just struggles and their most innermost yeah. parts of and yeah. And we are going to work that through with them too. So if that's the case, then we really have got to make sure that we have got people who respect each other in so, there. So in other words, it's not just the athletes trusting us with their care. Each athlete is actually putting their own support into every other person that's in our embodied athlete group. That's right. That's the support network that we're trying to build. So rather than just having us supporting you as practitioners, we're trying to have we're trying to build a support network for you of other athletes as well athletes trainers etc so, so we are building that else, yeah. we are definitely building that and also a lot of quite a number of people who are involved in the group are personal trainers mm-hmm. or coaches themselves too so it'll be very useful for especially the beginner amateur level or interest lifestyle level to come in and hear how these coaches are talking about their stuff 
And sometime down the road, we'll be inviting interesting guests on the post that might not be privy to anyone else on the podcast. And that's where that will, how the end body athlete will serve the people who are committed to their training. And the next thing I want to talk about is... Oh, hang on, wait, wait, wait. For the embodied athlete, I want to remind you guys, jump on Instagram to get onto it. Mm -hmm. We do have in our bio, there is a fill-in form. So fill that form out. That way we'll know how to invite you guys into the Facebook group because the Facebook group has a lot of the interactions. Instagram also has the interactions and has the feeds for the webinar. But Facebook is where we do post a lot of the comments and we do get a lot of feedback or a lot of interaction between them that we're building for that support network. But it is an invite-only group, so it makes it a lot easier for us to find you guys if you fill out the form. It makes it easier if you're interested in the webinar. We can send you an email when they're coming up so that you can block the time out for yourselves, make it available so that you don't miss out on it. So it's next week, the yep. 19th of January, guys, the next up-and-coming one, the first one of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to assume it's going to be around the 3 o'clock one. Let's say 3 o'clock, guys, on the 19th. So the next thing that we are going to, next thing for the year, we are going to have, it, uh, we are going to kick off a t- campaign, is the Go to Tokyo 2020 because that is when the Olympics are happening. Every single athlete out there this year is or will be busy preparing for that for next year, for the qualifying for next year. So good luck to all the athletes who are preparing for that. We wish you luck because it's going to be an interesting year for you. And we are, will be creating some videos for all the athletes who are looking to do that the videos will most probably feature quite a number of athletes themselves doing what they need to do to get themselves there and this year we will also be introducing a couple of guest speakers for our podcast which we are not revealing yet because my colleagues don't even know what they are and who they are yet we um, never know. No, they don't. Jermaine really likes to know. spring these things on this us. This is at the, the last first minute. time hearing of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't worry, I feel you. Yes. So I tend to keep our clinicians on their toes because that keeps them a little bit nervous, which is great. And then they have got to perform, and they normally do. So, so that's the best way for them to learn. However, we will start off with low back pain first for the next few podcasts. Yeah. And we are going to talk about three, maybe more, because low back pain is a big topic. It's like a five-year topic, really. (laughs) Just we just need to make sure it doesn't overlap with the whole sciatica series either. No, no, we wouldn't, because sciatica has its own is its own beast, Mm. and low back pain is its own beast. So today, which we did try to emphasize on that one. That's right. Um, hopefully you have heard that. If you haven't heard that, you need to hop onto the podcast for the last few few podcasts that we have done mm-hmm. on sciatica. It's not la- that it's, many yet, guys. It, it, so was the, it was the last few. Hey, this we're closer to like 20, I reckon. So, yeah, they can still go through the backlog. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But the sciatica one was the last few that we've done. So it's, it's the close to the ending ones. November. So refresh those. those one, have a refresher of those ones, guys either before you listen to the low back pain one or alongside it. So you can actually see again that when we talked about 
in the sciatica one. It's not all low back pain when it's referred to with sciatica and vice versa in this case when we're going to be talking about upcoming low back pain one. That's right. So today we are going to talk about simple low back pain issues, low back pain referring points. Oh, I have a fun fact. So um, 80% of people, anyone, all ages, will at some point experience lower back pain in their lives. That is true. Most of the time, from my own experience of lower back pain that I've had, is usually because I've had a really tight hip flexor, which is your iliopsoas, or that I have had a strained external or internal oblique. That's for me. So it's never really my spine itself, although I've been adjusted before for it. When I was starting out chiropractic school, before that, I had a, each time of my period, uh, during my period phase, what normally happens is that I generally have quite severe back pain. Most women. A lot of females. A lot of females do, yeah. get that, yeah. Yeah. So what happened was that I was adjusted several times. It was not like, you know, three adjustments a day or something like that. It was just adjustments over time and I, I have never had period pain for, really yeah oh, man. my period pain stopped Judy was the same too I adjusted her and her period pain stopped so that's my own experience mine was different mine ceased for about 18 months until I had somebody I had a chiro adjustment a Gonstead chiro adjustment on one specific segment mm. and that was sacrum base posterior mm. and, and it started back up again yeah nobody had adjusted that segment before so mm. So what about getting a period that causes lower back pain? We will speak about that in the next session. And that's more specific. We're yes. only just introducing okay. at the moment, so referrals and stuff. Yeah. Jot yeah. down your questions, guys, um, and DM us on Instagram or Facebook so that we can actually answer them in mm. the following. Yeah, one. low back pain and period. So so that was quite interesting for me. So I was like, oh, my God, chiropractor is fantastic. It's awesome. And then I go like, wait a minute. There are other other pain pain patterns as well. Um, so the most topical one, topical I mean superficial ones, are the trigger points mm-hmm. in the muscles, and then there are referring points, referring trigger points in the muscles, and there are dermatomal patterns. Yeah. Dermatomal patterns means the sensation, the, the sensation, the way that uh, the nerves are distributed around the the lower back. Mm-hmm. Throughout the body, really, but so happened that this is affected. There's scleroderma, that means that it's more, it's very, very superficial and it's on the skin. And that sometimes when people are having fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue type people, they generally have a very hypersensitized pain sensations in and around that area. So my knee yeah random but it's but it's a sclerodermal thing i've got one around my knee really yeah random fact of the day day. so that's that's the other one and and then there are visceral and organ related referral patterns that's usually when you're talking about the period pains period pains and because of the way the l4 l5 s1 and pudendal nerve that uh, feeds into the ovaries that normally is it's almost an inflammation also, we reckon the attachments with the broad ligaments and stuff. Yeah, it could be attachments, mm. but if you're talking about just pure adjustments and... Oh, yeah, yeah, for adjustments, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you, I get you, yeah, 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 yeah. So Sorry. what we are talking about between Jackie and myself is that when we're talking about pure adjustments only and relieving period pain, what that could mean is that uh, we are uh, relieving the nerve 
entrapment, uh, nerve yeah. impingement, nerve entrapment, or reducing inflammation on the nerve itself to those organs. We're trying to influence the nerve supply to that particular organ. That's yeah. correct. So that's what it is. But we will use the words possibly, maybe, perhaps. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the reason why we don't know is because, number one, it's very difficult to produce the um, research for that because um, in that area alone, it's, it's a bundle of nerve plexus mm-hmm. of which they are not going to ECG it, they are not going to have any it's very invasive you can't ECG a nerve you no. ECG a heart yeah whatever it's EEG EEG yes. <laughs> EEG EEG a nerve um, and, or even if you use a nervous skull we can't use that and use that um, you can't do nerve conduction there you can't do, do this nerve conduction test in that area because it's a fibre network of nerves I think if they were going to really try and be EEG, I'm fairly confident. I but think. Difficult. Because yeah, that, 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 difficult. Because, because the EEG is for the brain. Start, in brain. Yeah. yeah. So even that, so that's going to be very hard for them to actually um, test it, not unless they have a thermographic. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, thermographic imaging. 3D thermographic imaging that may be that may work. They're not that keen. They're or not that keen. The person's like knocked out, opened up, and no conduction. Yes, <laughs> not not that keen. Not that keen either, either because there's no money in it. That's no. that's why that's why that happens. Oh, there'd be plenty of money for females from the females to try if they found a, a an actual permanent Res, um, permanent result. Yeah. The resolution. Yeah, pretty much. Poss- Females would definitely pay for that. Yeah, possibly. Pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals, whatever females would be. So that's that. And then there are there is the For the record, there's other there's other organs that you refer to. <laughs> that's right. So guys, you're not left out here. No. There are other organs that do refer to the back. And unfortunately for you guys, it is also the prostate too. Yeah, the prostate, <laughs> the bladder. The kidneys, kidneys, the um, large intestines, large intestines, the low, uh, the small intestines, mm-hmm. the stomach. stomach sometimes, yeah. So, so Judy, Judy, uh, Judy has uh, Judy is quite funny because every poor Judy has everything. Yeah, poor Judy has everything. <laughs> um, so whenever she, whenever she eats something odd, she something odd. Odd, I don't know, like I don't know, a fried octopus. Uh, yeah. A fried octopus or something like that. It's not odd. Or fried cockroach or something. Anyway. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a bit older. Yeah, well, How often she, are you eating fried cockroach? Wait, I don't want to know the answer to that question. Okay, so her, her stomach... At least I know why the clinic has no cockroaches. Yeah, because <laughs> Judy has that. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Joke. For anyone listening, that was a joke. So she has... What does she have? Uh, she Her stomach gets bloated. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she, but she doesn't notice the bloating. What she notices is the back pain. Interesting. Yeah, oh. yeah. So I said I have mentioned to her several times that her stomach is giving her back back pain, back pain, a low back pain. Then she's go, huh? So so we'll test it out a couple of times, and then she'll go like, oh, I don't have low back pain anymore. Then after she tries it again, I say, like, oh, I've got low back pain because now what do you eat? Is like, I eat McDonald's. Frank <laughs> At least McDonald's is a little bit more specific and yes. a little bit not less tri- not as trippy as a cockroach. Yes. Well, um, apparently they're nutty tasting. For those of you who want to know, interesting. They taste like nuts. 
Uh, well, kind of, let's I'm just sure. meant to say the same. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> well, kind of, that's not sure because I've never asked her and she has never... I'm going to have to clarify this. Yes, don't clarify. It's quite funny. Maybe I'll add them to my keto diet. So that's why low back pain is a pain in the butt. In the butt, in the butt. And also because it can be a, a functional pain too. So you're talking about your squats, you're talking about your movement dysfunction, you're talking about all those kind of things. You can be talking about your standing itself. Yeah, okay, standing itself because, wait, wait for this. Physios love this a lot with the transverse abdominus weakness. Yes, and they only access to, through one little, little spot. Yeah. Anteriorly. <laughs> I'm like, no, the transverse abdominus it's wraps around. around the column. But it's the deepest. <laughs> <laughs> so I go like, All you have to do is suck in your stomach. You have to build, bring your navel to your spine. That's how you do it. But as a stabilizer, you can't go like contract. It's a subtle. My point exactly. Uh, there was sarcasm yeah. in my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> We need to We need to annotate what is sarcasm, fun fact, and you know, um, <laughs> random thought. Yes. So, so that that is that. Dum dum dum. I, I like to think our listeners can differentiate the difference. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. And. I'm being waved at saying, no, they can't. Everyone's going to walk around sucking in their t- tummy. Yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, stop. That's one, that. of the, one thing that I always tell every patient off about if they're... Belly breathe. Yeah, exactly. So that there's that too. And the but, other one is all the females that want their butt shown off, but don't know if they do it in the... The lips extend their back. Oh, yes. The whole um, hyperextending uh-huh. the lower back. And then they wonder why they get back pain. Yep. So there is that, ladies. Sorry. High heel wearing. High heel wearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Puts you in that hyperextended position. Believe it or not, mine doesn't. I look like I'm a toppling wall. I lean forward. I can't, I can't for the life of me stand up straight or pull myself backwards when, I do, when I'm in heels. I look like a leaning wall. That's it's funny. like I'm going to topple every time. That's funny. Especially if you see me, if I'm trying to do it with pace, I literally am probably on like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. I like them. <laughs> I, like the, I like the spikes. Why, why, why do you The design do by man. I'm a mom's kid, man. <laughs> I like my spikes. I'm right. short. Yeah. I like my height. Yeah, just use <laughs> platforms like stilts. How about stilts? It's pointy. Have a try. <laughs> yeah, try it. <laughs> no, because no, I'm afraid of heights. The stilts, the, stilts, the stilts are the height that I get afraid of, because especially the short ones. You know, you're, you're digging yourself into the ground. <laughs> I'm fine with heels that are about 10 centimetres, 12 centimetres high, but I'm not fine with something that's about a metre, a metre and a half tall. That's very high. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Um... <laughs> Anyway, people are making hand gestures at me, showing me, are you sure that that's the, yep, yep, that's my height. It's my standard. All right, posture and lower back pain. That's right. Yep. Then, and there's posture and lower back mm-hmm. pain too. Um, so that's another topic. There's also like surgeries. Previous surgeries. Previous surgeries. Mm. Especially when people who are uh, women again, when they have had epidural and maybe they needed one or at least two shots or something like that. 
it doesn't quite recover well because of the scar tissue. And the women almost always feel like there's a weakness in their spine. They don't necessarily feel like they're crumbling to the ground, but they feel like there's a weakness to their spine. I think C-section sometimes does it as well. C-section affects the transverse abdominis. Yes, that is right. (laughs) That's correct. There's also, yeah, so so that's correct, right? And the other one is this, tummy tucks. Oh, yeah. Tummy tucks. Doesn't that also affect the TA? (laughs) Also affects the TA. And there's another one too that is the um, uh, C-section. Uh, oh, uh, the hernias. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, hernias and umbilical hernias. Yeah, hernias. There's another. There's another hernia there. Most the recently, one. it will be things like the sleeve, the stomach sleeve. Oh yeah, stomach sleeves and bypass. Yes, those things would affect your lower back pain quite we'll dramatically. Give you low back pain. Yeah, quite yeah, dramatically yeah, yeah. too. So we are going to talk about... And, of course, sugar. And sugar, sugar so inflammatory is, process. Yeah. So if you've already got so a diet, mild, yeah, a mild thing going on. Well, some people, for some people, they do need the sugar, so that's okay. For some people, they... Excessive was what I meant more. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, sugar, guys, man. In excess. Yeah. yeah. Lower back pain. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So there's a lot of that too. Then the most superficial one would be training. Training programs, mm-hmm. training patterns... Running programs, running patterns, lifting programs, lifting patterns, golfing programs, golfing patterns, tennis programs, tennis patterns. For tennis players, it's usually hip joint, really. Mm-hmm. Less Golfers. So. Golfers, it's usually low back, low back pain. Yeah, and we were because of the rotation that they'll yeah. on. Because it locks down the transverse yeah. and dominance. <laughs> yeah. And cyclists as well. Um, shortened. Yeah, shortened. Yeah. So shortened positions and probably compromised pudendal nerves mm-hmm. and um, bladder. Power lifters, hernias, mm-hmm. is often happen- that often happens. Runners, steady players. Usually you're talking about, you know, cardiovascular type. Like, long, long bouts. Yeah. Then there would be the hip joints that yeah. refer up to into the um, back. back. Yeah. Um, Most often so mm-hmm. as well, isn't it? Weightlifting, that would be, uh, it will be like terrible movement mechanics and techniques then or interpretation of techniques mm-hmm. that those things will be will be affecting the low back pain not affecting low back pain uh, tradies as well oh, um, yeah. yeah so even if you crawl too much stand too much sit too much doesn't matter what it is as long as it's something too much, too much. you will most likely get to a low back pain mm-hmm. issue even lying too much will call it mm-hmm. mm. That's right. I'm sure you see a lot of that in HKA. Like, it hurts when I move, but like, you're not doing anything and it still hurts, so why not move? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that, that line never works on my grandma. Yeah. No, yeah. They don't, like, constipation and low back pain. Uh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's a mm. big one. Yeah, uh, IBS and low back pain. Um, Irritable bowel syndrome and low back pain is a big one too. Urinary frequency and low back pain is a big one too. So there's a lot of things about low back pain, guys. So and it looks like it, so these it, are all it, referred. It looks like it looks like it may actually be the five series, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Ra- right. rather than my initial estimation of three. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. So there we go. And if you have like a interesting, if you find your personal case interesting, like the cockroach eating one. Yeah, <laughs> and if you want to share or ask us for our two cents, let us know. Send it through. 
Tag us. Yeah. Anything. So, guys, if you like what we're presenting, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or share it with one other person whom you think we may be able to help. For those of you who are coaches, dancers, or athletes and may find difficulty with expressing or executing movement patterns, please do connect with us via our website, which is www.germainhealth.com.au. And Germain Health is spelled J-U-R-M-A-I-N-E, health, H-E-A-L-T-H. Or please socialize with us on Facebook, which is Jermaine Health, and Instagram, which is Jermaine Health Body. So again, with the, with the Instagram, if you want to join the Embodied Athlete, please fill out that form that's available on our bio on the Jermaine Health Body page. And last but not least, since this podcast is made for you, our clients, patients, and fans, do let us know what else you might like to hear about. Thanks, guys. See Bye. you. Bye.